Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Do you feel out of control around food and so desperately just want to feel more in control around food? If so, please first and foremost know that you are so not alone. This is the most common overarching thing that my clients struggle with and what I support them to get through on their journey of improving the relationship with food and finding whatever food freedom means to them. In this episode, we are going to go through the journey of understanding how to feel in control around food. And spoiler alert, it's actually not about control. It's about other things. And we want to get you to the point where you have the sense that you, yeah, maybe we could call it feel in control around food, but more so that you just feel like you can make food decisions without having these extreme feelings or emotions or urges towards the food. So we're removing all of those struggles and the out of control feeling so that you can make autonomous food decisions that make you feel your best in any moment, mentally, physically, and emotionally. This journey of understanding how to feel in control around food, we will start first by exploring why you feel out of control. Always, as with anything that I talk about or share, we need to understand what's going on before we can shift it. Understanding those root causes, what's underneath the struggles that we're feeling. And then I'm going to share with you my four biggest overarching steps to take to stop feeling out of control around food and feeling more calm and cool and collected and like you can make food choices that don't feel so dramatic anymore. Before we dive in, I have a quick announcement that I need to share with you because I'm just so excited about it and so pumped for you to get in on this. If you have been wanting to work with me one-on-one, just you and I going and doing a deep dive into your relationship with food, now is the time. I have officially revamped and newly launched a new take on my one-on-one coaching program. And this new take is called Mind Body Magic. Mind Body Magic is a 12-week one-on-one food freedom coaching journey where intuitive eating meets neuroscience-backed mindset techniques to create peace with food that lasts for yourself. 
I'm so excited to support you in this program. It is something that I feel so lit up about and can't wait for you to get into and for me to support you through this. Really, I made this program or revamped this program because my one-on-one work has existed for a long time, but I just haven't accepted new one-on-one clients in this capacity in almost over a year now. But I made this program so that you can really break free from all the struggles with food so that you can connect back to your true, authentic, highest self. Because to me, that's what all this is about, is removing the food struggles so that you can just truly live your life the way that you're meant to, the way that your soul wants to. Like imagine saying goodbye to the guilt, the shame, the food struggles, and instead unlocking the magic of true lasting food freedom. This is exactly what I want to support you with inside of Mind Body Magic. And if you want to learn more about the details, go on and head to the show notes. I have the info page linked for you there. I will say spots are super limited in this program. And at the time that I'm recording this, I already have quite a few discovery calls lined up. So I can't say for certain if when you're listening to this podcast episode that there will be spots available at that time. Um, But if you go to the info page and you go to book your free discovery call, there should be an update there about if spots are left or if, um, you know, it might be a waiting situation until spots are left. But with that being said, if there are spots left right now, I wouldn't wait on this. If you want to work with me one-on-one and get this high-level, deeper vibe of support, now's the time. So go ahead and book your free discovery call. We will be able to chat you and I about if this program is really truly the right fit for you. And if not, I'd be happy to point you in the direction of something else to support you. But I am here to really serve you and support you because I want to see you thrive. I want to see you really feeling free in your relationship with food. I'm really passionate about that, as I'm sure you know. But I will leave it at that for now. If you feel interested, if you're curious, head to the info page there, book your free discovery call, and let's chat about it. I'm really excited to see if it is in alignment with you, and I would love to welcome you inside of Mind Body Magic if it is. So head to the show notes, find that link, go there, book your discovery call, and I will chat with you soon. (laughs) But now, after that announcement, let's dive into you know, an episode that is really in alignment with the the work that I do is how to feel less out of control and more in control around food. So let's dive into that topic now. Okay, so starting off this episode, like I said earlier, with the why behind this. Why are you feeling out of control around food? We need to get some clarity on that so that we can see what the path forward is. And I'm going to share things that are the most common reasons that people feel out of control around food. Some of them may be applicable to you. Some may not. Maybe all of them are applicable to you, right? So we're all unique. We all have our own unique journeys, but these are the most common things that I see. And also the ones that keep people stuck. So I want to shed light on them. I want you to get unstuck and understand why it is that you're feeling this out of control way with food. I also want to start off by saying 
If you are intrigued by this episode and you do have this sense of feeling out of control around food, another thought that may have crossed your mind before, because there is a lot of rhetoric in this, um, you know, about this in the health space, especially online when it comes from like influencers and things, but this sense of being addicted to food. You're not addicted to food. And I know that's a bold statement. You may have heard me say this before, and I'm definitely, definitely not invalidating your feelings if that is what you feel is true for you. You may absolutely feel as though you're addicted to food. And I emphasize the word feel there because it's that's accurate. You may feel that way. You may have those feelings of feeling so out of control, like you cannot stop yourself with food. But it is, you know, I'm very much so on the side that you are not addicted to food. Food is not an addictive substance, but other things are going on to make you feel that way. Okay. So that's like a nuanced perspective. Hopefully you get what I mean here. You're not going to be addicted to food because food itself is something that is needed, absolutely needed for our human survival. It's something that we cannot not have. So being addicted to it is not the same as we would think of other addictions um, like alcohol or substances or something else like that, that we can get addicted to. It wouldn't be the same thing as that because food is needed for our survival. Yet again, yes, you can feel as though you're addicted to food. Okay. So regardless of if you think that that is true or not, it wouldn't change the approach because you can't abstain from food, right? Hear me out. You're not going to not eat food ever again. We just need to shift your relationship with food and make you feel more chill and relaxed and you could say in control around food, right? So I'm going to leave it at that. We could go into whole the whole food addiction thing another time in more depth, but hopefully that lands for you. I just wanted to clear that one up before you go we go into the actual reasons why you may be feeling out of control with food. So reason number one that I want to share, and you may if you listen to the podcast a lot, you're like might be thinking like this stuff is not revolutionary. You say this stuff all the time. It's true because a lot of these things, are you know universal to our relationship with food and feeling better in our relationship with food. So the first reason you may feel out of control with food is that your body is just hungry, right? Like I was saying on the food addiction piece, your body needs food for survival. And if your body feels as though that resource is threatened or restricted from it, your body is going to seek more food it is hungry, right? And this is something that is so, so common in dieters or recent ex-dieters because with any kind of diet or strict meal plan or eating clean or fill in the blank with that kind of restrictive eating pattern, whatever it may be, you're likely trying to limit the amount of food that you're eating and likely going under what your body's true energy requirements are from food. And from that, you're going to get a backlash because your body's going to be like, um, hello, I'm not getting enough. I'm not getting enough energy to sustain your life in the way that 
I could help you thrive and I need more. Please give me more. And what's going to happen when that happens, you know, all those signals happen within our body, your body is going to drive you to feel more of an urge to eat more food. And that's maybe why, or part of the reason why you feel out of control around food because your body is just freaking hungry, right? So that would be number one. And I think that piece is also a foundational piece, right? Like eating enough is a foundational piece in order to improve your relationship with food as a whole. So we need to take care of our well-being and really this being able to feed your body enough and regularly is a foundational piece to that and something that so many people try and like hack or try and fight against your body or go against what your body is asking you for by eating as little as possible. And it just doesn't like if you really zoom out big picture, look at it like that, you like it doesn't make sense. Why would we be trying to starve our bodies and eat as little as possible when that's really just not how they optimally work and function? You're more harming your body than helping it by doing that. And everyone thinks that eating as little as possible or dieting is healthy. No, (laughs) I can beg to differ. If you are eating less than your body needs to help you live your life, I, I don't believe that that is healthy. Okay. So that's that one. First reason your body is hungry. Second reason you may feel out of control around food you hold some kind of negative beliefs about food, right? Whether this is your language in the way that you talk about food, whether it's out loud to others or in your head. Um, A good example of the language about food is, you know, calling food good or bad or healthy or unhealthy or, you know, making yourself feel like you're a bad person for eating something because that's a quote unquote bad or junk food or whatever that language is. We hold those beliefs, right? About food, that things, certain things are good and certain things are bad. And I know I get the argument sometimes of like, well, Jen, like obviously there are some foods that have more nutrients in them than others. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) There are, but those foods are not inherently good or bad, right? And I think that's an important outlook to shift. Um, I have a whole podcast episode on that topic of good versus bad food. I can link that one for you in the show notes if that's something that feels um, particularly you know, relevant to you and you can go listen to that one after. So that good versus bad or whatever language you have about food is where the negative beliefs might show up. Or my favorite thing to work with in terms of mindset around food is your inner food police. That inner food police voice is the one that is in the back of your head all the time when you're making food decisions or just any time of day. Because I know when we struggle with food, we're thinking about food like what feels like 24-7. And it's saying, you really shouldn't be eating that or you shouldn't be hungry yet. That's silly. Or no, you already had bread today. You can't have bread again. Whatever that inner food police is, those are negative beliefs about food coming to the surface. And you may not even realize that that's happening because it is so normalized in our society. Like talk to anyone, (laughs) anyone who's not on an intuitive eating food freedom journey about food and they'll likely be talking in these ways, the good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, I should should be, shouldn't be, or whatever kind of you know negative language really about food. And that's just shedding light on how diet culture really instills these negative beliefs about food within us. 
And the reason that these negative beliefs about food make you feel out of control around food is because we're basically telling ourselves we can't have what we want to have. Oftentimes, the foods that we say we shouldn't be having are the foods that we enjoy. We like those foods. They're tasty. They're some of our favorite foods. And if we're telling ourselves we can't have them, but we actually deep down do want to have them, it's going to create this weird dichotomy in our minds of like, oh, well, I can't have it. And then once you have it and you break it, you're like, whoa, well, I already screwed up already. I might as well go all in and start again and try again to not have this tomorrow or, you know, other rabbit hole things that happen when we have almost what this is called really is the deprivation backlash. Your brain feels deprived from something and it backlashes at you by driving you to eat it more. These negative beliefs about food almost make it as though food becomes magnetizing to your brain. Like you just can't stop thinking about it because it is placed off limits, right? So negative beliefs about food can lead to feeling out of control with food. Third reason I want to share with you about why you feel out of control with food is that you're using food to feel better. And this kind of in in a summary way is, is emotional eating and not that emotional eating is a bad thing because it's not. And I truly believe that it's not a bad thing where though that we want to pay attention to it is when it is making us feel bad, right? You can eat emotionally and be okay that's totally valid and that's totally cool and that's totally human. But what often happens and with my clients is that when you emotionally eat, you just feel really guilty about it, go into a shame spiral, maybe it turns into a binge and then it's just this whole negative experience that didn't even help soothe the emotions really, it just made things worse, right? So using food to feel better can make you feel out of control around food because we're using food as a crutch for the negative feelings in our in our lives. And I want to note that sometimes that's the only option we have and don't feel bad about that. But we don't want food to be our only outlet to feel better. Some examples of or common examples that I see folks using food to feel better from is very one very relevant to the topic of this episode of feeling out of control is when life itself feels out of control, you find a sense of control in food, right? So let that one sink in. Things around you in your life, whatever's happening, maybe you're going through a life, big life change or something like the rug got pulled out from under you or whatever it is, and that feels really out of control, our brain will likely want to seek something to make us feel like we have control over something, And food and our eating can be something, especially because we've been conditioned to think so through diet culture, can be something to place an emphasis or focus of, okay, well, I can control what I eat, right? And then you're shifting this element of restrictive control onto food, but then that ends up backlashing. And that's like the diet cycle in itself of trying to control your food and what you eat. And then that ending up you know, falling off the wagon, what have you, whatever phrase we want to use for that, and then feeling more out of control anyways around the food. But when life feels out of control, we seek to find control in food. That is a very common one. Another like, you know, example of using food to feel better is just for any negative emotions, right? And if you've heard me talk about emotional eating, you know what I mean here, like 
when you're feeling sad, you turn to food to just, you know, feel a little bit soothed. Or if you're feeling anxious or stressed, food can serve as, you know, this sense of calming or even distraction. Um, If we're bored even and we don't have anything to do, it feels uncomfortable to be bored. We'll turn to food for something to do. Lots of things. Whatever negative emotions um, could come up, we could find or seek feeling better in food. And the thing is, food does make us like a little bit, like it makes us feel a little bit better in the moment very minutely, very short-lived, but we do have, because food can be enjoyable, especially the tasty foods, right? We can find a lot of joy and satisfaction and pleasure from food. And that's totally normal. That's great. We want food to be that. But what happens is that that food isn't actually, you know, fixing per se, anything to do with our emotions. And then we, if we don't have a great relationship with food, may feel even more out of control around food because we're looking for like, oh, that food did make me feel better for like this brief minute. And that's what makes me feel better. I don't know what else to turn to. So let's turn to food again and again and again and again. Right. So there's that. And then the last piece I wanted to share on the, you know, using food to feel better that people don't often think about this one because we can think about emotional eating in the ways that I just described. But also there's a unique thing that happens too when we're almost just like lacking a positive emotion and we're trying to find that in food too. So let me explain. I think one example that can, you know, make sense to folks and actually paints this picture well is if you're lacking satisfaction in your life, like if you're feeling unsatisfied in life in general, whether that's in in career or with your self-care or if that's with a partner or in, you know, relationships with friends or family, whatever, any area of your life, if you're lacking satisfaction there, we can find that sense of satisfaction in food, right? So it's almost like we don't have to always look at it like we're soothing negative emotions, but we could also just be seeking the positive ones if they feel like they're lacking. So that's another um, way or example of using food to feel better. And again, like I said before, using food to feel better makes us feel out of control around food because that's the way that we're trying to feel better. And then we keep turning back to it again and again. And then lastly, the fourth reason I want to share with you that is the most common reason to be feeling out of control around food is that it's a habit, right? And that one's not easy. Maybe it has become a habit for you to feel out of control around food. Maybe for all of those other reasons that I've already described. And It's just become this thing that you've either, you know, your body's driving you to eat more food because you're hungry, or you have those negative beliefs about food that are giving you a deprivation backlash, or you're using food to feel better for some reason that you've done those habits and behaviors so many times that it becomes a habit. And that habit, it just feels like second nature to you now to turn to food, to go to the cupboard, go to the pantry grab the chips or the cookies or whatever and eat it. And maybe you might not even know why you're doing it sometimes. And maybe that's because it's a habit. And a habit is just something that is very easy for us to do. It's like almost like, you know, if you learn to ride a bike and you get back on a bike, you can ride the bike. (laughs) It's become something that is more second nature. It happens without us having to think about it. And 
there may be even cues for it to happen, right? Like a lot of the times this habit of feeling out of control around food happens in the evening time. So maybe it's like your brain has associated, okay, we're winding down for the day. What I put on the TV, I need to eat, right? I need to have food in front of me. And then that becomes a habit. And then, you know, so many elements come into that. But really, all of this to be said, it's become a habit. And habits are not the easiest thing to shake, but being aware that it's become a habit can be helpful for you to move forward. And now, with all of that being said, really understanding the why behind why you feel out of control with food. Now, let's talk about the steps to start feeling in control around food. And like I said in the beginning, these things are not necessarily finding more control because what we want to do is let go of the control. Because like I shared with you just previously when I was explaining the why, when we're trying to control things more, it makes us feel more out of control. (laughs) So we got to let go of the control, which is uncomfortable. It is not easy to let go of control, especially, you know, a lot of folks that work with me are type A, perfectionist, really want things to be done the right way, want a sense of control. And I'm like that too, like anxious, you know, trying to fix things and make sure everything's right and really control it and force things into working the way we want them to. So it makes sense that you want to also control your food. But I'm telling you, I never found peace in trying to control what I'm eating. Tell you that right now. It's been years since I've been recovered in my own journey. And the control is not the answer. It's the release of control. That's the answer. So let that one, you know, permeate for you. (laughs) That may be like, what? Like, how am I supposed to feel more in control by letting go of the control? It doesn't make sense. But hopefully by me explaining all these whys. And now I'll share with you some steps to take to start feeling more chill around food or feeling more in control if we want to look at it that way, if we talk about it that way with food by not controlling it. <laughs> so many control words being thrown around here. Um, but these steps really are just in alignment with the whys that I shared with you before. It's the opposite action, right? Like if we want to change something about what's happening in our our lives, so we want to uncover why it's happening, look at that why, explore it, and then do the opposite action to that. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. These steps, I'll probably go through these a little quicker since I've already described the why behind them. But the first step being keep your body well fed, right? I think that one's pretty self-explanatory of how our body needs enough energy to function and sustain us throughout our days. And if your body is, you know, seeking food and you feel hungry, that's a pretty good reason to tell you that you are not quite eating enough. And I think keeping your body well-fed can be really hard to figure out if we are doing something like intuitive eating and we're not sure how to not use external measurements like tracking or measuring or whatever with our food intake. But I'll tell you right now, even doing tracking and things like those tracking apps or whatever you're using doesn't know your body anyways. It doesn't know your energy requirements of the day. 
the best tool that you can use to keep your body well fed is really learning and understanding your body's cues of hunger and fullness and satisfaction and knowing what foods make you feel full and satisfied and content and give you energy for your day. And that can be a lot of exploring, a lot of experimenting, but understanding those cues is really the foundation to set yourself up to find what keeps your body well-fed, right? So I'll leave that one at that. It's eating enough. It's eating consistently. No more restricting. No more trying to eat as little as possible. Your body needs food. Your body needs energy. Calories are not to be feared. They are just a measure or a name for energy. Okay? Keep your body well fed. (laughs) That's the foundation of all of this and would be something that I would say would be the first step for anyone. Like if you're trying to go into more of these other steps that I'm going to talk about before you know, starting and making progress with eating consistently and eating enough for your body, you might not move forward because that one is pretty foundational. It's a requirement and a need of our bodies to get enough energy. Okay. So that would be your first thing. If that's something that you've done, or if you're working on it and you're making progress and you want to work on other things too, here's some more things, right? Step two, shift your beliefs about food. I will go blue in the face saying this one forever because it is so important. As you know, the last episode, episode number 50, we talked about mindset stuff and how important working with our beliefs are and how important it is to really get down to the root behind our beliefs so that we can unlearn those beliefs that aren't serving us like these negative beliefs around food, like the good versus bad talk about food or the inner food police voice being your worst critic telling you you should do things or you shouldn't do things about food or you should feel guilty about it. We want to really look at those negative beliefs that are deep down driving how we think when we feel and we act on a daily basis so that we can create new beliefs, new helpful positive beliefs around food that align with the life we want for ourselves and the relationship with food that we want for ourselves. So shift your beliefs about food. If you don't know how to do this one, I've got lots of you know resources for you on the podcast where I talk about this kind of stuff. But also Mind Body Magic is like the perfect program to really shift your beliefs about food and get my support doing it. So again, that one's there for you. Link in my bio if you want to check it out, if there are still spots available. Um, But it's my one-on-one program for you to work with me to get coaching, to really shift it all and find the relationship with food that supports you, your life, your goals, and aligning to your highest self. Okay. So that's second step, shift your beliefs about food. There are a lot of pieces that go into that, right? Um, But this is like overarching steps, right? Step number three, up your intuitive self-care game. And this is really aligning to that point that I shared earlier about using food to feel better, right? And what I mean by intuitive self-care game is you want to start working with your body, your system, your mind, all the things, and just sit with yourself a little bit. We don't take enough time to do that. 
we don't take enough time to explore what we're even feeling, let alone why, right? We could just be going through our days and be like, I feel so off. I feel so uncomfortable. Or maybe you don't even know that and you just reach for food. Upping your intuitive self-care game means taking some space in your day, even if it's just a minute, to check in and be like, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? Really, how am I feeling? And how can I identify that? And what do I need from identifying that? And that's really using your intuition to feel into your own needs and at its biggest overarching state, like binge eating, overeating, all these struggles with food comes from unmet needs. So we want to take care of the needs of our bodies and ourselves and our minds by working with ourselves. And you can do that by upping your intuitive self-care game. That's just what I wanted to call it for this episode. You can call it whatever you want, but really checking in with yourself seeing how you're feeling and being able to respond from there and take care of yourself, self-care, not in the like bubble bath way, unless that's what you want to do, but really just like, do I need to feel my feelings right now? Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need some support? Do I need to really get my thoughts out of my head? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need food, (laughs) right? Like, am I actually hungry? whatever. It could be anything, but you need to take time to connect to that and know what, you know, how to work with yourself to feel the most regulated that you can. And we're not going to feel perfect. I think this is important to note too. Like we're human. We are going to have a spectrum of emotions all the time. We will have times where we feel good and happy and and lovely and we will have times where we feel down and negative and not so good or stressed. That's human. We're always going to have the spectrum of human emotions, but we want to work with ourselves to come back to more of a like you don't even have to think about coming back to like this positive happy everything's amazing state, but more of like a neutral state where we can live our lives without being so bogged down or whatever that may be. And that's going a lot into emotions, but I want you to up your intuitive self-care game. I don't know why I like that term so much today, but I think it's a fun one. Um, And that leads me to the last step that I have for you to start feeling in control around food, and that is to interrupt the habit. This, of course, goes along with the fact that you feeling out of control could come from it being a habit. So to interrupt a habit we need to interrupt it really and and all that means is when it's you feel the urge to do something or you feel a habit starting or you've identified you know i reach for food when i turn the tv on and that's the you know initial starting domino to start this effect of this habit happening knowing at that time when it before it starts, ideally, because once it already starts and we're already in it, it's harder to change. We want to interrupt that and do something totally different from what the habit would be. So really what I mean there is shifting your state in that moment. And the best way to do this, in my opinion, is to get out of your head. Doing something physical, and it could be anything, just something that you don't have to think your way through. This could be like setting a timer on your phone, going into a different room, doing like a little dance around, could be shaking your hands, shaking your body, 
It could be throwing on some music, right? It could be so many different things, whatever works for you, but we need to just interrupt that habit, right? If that habit happens, we know when that's going to happen, interrupt it, change it, shift it. And then we want to also, you know, try to do something new, pair it with something different that is helpful. Maybe it is still having a snack, but instead of it being an out of control snack, maybe it's a mindful snack, right? So we're changing that habit to be something that is more supportive for us. And again, if you want more support and help doing these things, Mind Body Magic is the place for you. I'm so excited about this program. And I'm going to share too, because one of my favorite, like there's all the info for you on the um, info page, but one of my favorite things, I'm adding a bonus onto this program and it is a personalized food freedom meditation recording. Really what I'm going to do here is record a magical guided meditation that is custom made just for you. And the point of this is so that you can listen to this personalized meditation that I've made specifically for you to reinforce the specific mindset shifts that you need, you uniquely, (laughs) that you need for lasting change in your relationship with food. It's amazing. I'm so excited about this. I would love for you to be able to have one of these. And it is a bonus that only my mind body magic clients are going to get. So again, link is for you in the show notes. If you feel aligned to that, if not, no worries, but I'm here for you. If you are, you can book a free discovery call if spots are still available. And yeah, that is all. I hope that this episode really helped you to see how you're not alone in feeling out of control around food. It's also okay that you are. There are reasons behind why you may feel this way. I don't want you to feel bad about these reasons, right? All of this, all that I share here is just information for your learning. There's no shame. There's no shame in having these things. I have been in all of these places as well myself, okay? Just use this as information. Use the steps that I shared uh, to the best of your ability to move forward. Maybe you want to jot down some like point form notes or use the show notes for that to take this and then take action in your life because it's one thing to listen to a podcast, right? But I want you to take the action in your life in whatever one small way that you can today or this week or whenever you're listening to this. Choose one little thing, one little nugget to take away from this episode to go out there and implement in your life. So that is all, my friend. Thank you for tuning in to Intuitively You. I love you being here with me and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.